You're listening to Behind the Wheels with Doug Mason, Dave Walters, and Mike Yeagley. This is a show where we talk about heavy truck and medium-duty axolands. Doug, Dave, and Mike bring close to 100 years of experience and expertise in the transportation business. Join us once a month to learn new things about axolands. Sponsored by Alcoa Wheels, the global leader in aluminum wheel innovation. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Wheels. I'm Mike Yeagley. I'm Doug Mason. And I'm Dave Walters. One of the things that we hear uh, a lot about from the field, get a lot of questions on heat, on how to manage, uh, if your wheel gets hot, how do you manage that? How do you know it happened? And what do you do? Uh, We've had a couple of episodes already. We've talked previously about small wheels, and that is really where it all starts. But this is going to be talking about just the, the way to identify what we call the heat indicators. Now, let's take a step back and we'll, we'll talk just for a minute on the issue. What can heat do to a wheel? Why do wheel manufacturers, specifically Alcoa wheels, have heat indicators on their wheels? Doug, you want to cover that? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mike. And really the main issue is, is you're talking about uh, an aluminum that has been, uh, we'll call it heat treated. Um, its strength is imparted by going through a special thermal process. And if you take the wheel to too high of a temperature, you can start to undo some of the uh, strengthening that has occurred during the typical processing of the part. And so it's important to know what kind of thermal events a wheel has gone through. I mean, there's many types of things that can occur uh, from brakes to uh, tire fires to all kinds of things. And it's important to know whether or not that wheel is still in a condition that can be used or if there'll be a, uh, a concern with it. And that's where you were talking about the small wheels. If you uh, basically take a wheel, uh, the temper out of it, people would think of it as a temper perhaps out of the wheel, you lose strength and then the open end can reduce in size and there is a potential for the tire to not seat properly and, and possibly come right off and have a high, a high deflation rate, we'll call it, uh, event, which we do not want to occur. And so that's that's really the main issue that comes about by that. And and Dave, I think you've seen a number of of heat issues in the field, and maybe you can just touch on a few of those as well from a practical perspective. You know, what I always tell people in the field when we have uh, a lot of different types of braking systems, and and really what we had to do was come up with a measurement. So, I mean, the measurement of our heat indicators are 400 degrees for five minutes and it turns these uh, stickers brown and then if it becomes black then we kind of tell you that that should be taken out of service but i mean because of the braking that we've seen like even warp squealer bands can start activating the brake system and if you build up temperatures and i'll give you a temperature for that the tire guys told me time and time again, you get up to 295 degrees, you're going to start affecting the beat of the tire. Now, the good thing about it is a steel or aluminum wheel can go past that temperature, but at 400 degrees is what for five minutes is when you could have an issue with the uh, wheel. So I always tell people in the field, if you're having beads burn up, you better be looking at the wheel also because that wheel's taking a lot of heat too. So it's kind of a dual sword there that the tires will go first, 
but if you're having tire issues with bead issues, definitely start looking into the wheel and seeing how much he is that the wheel's getting. Now, Dave, you mentioned the the 400 degrees for five minutes is is where we start getting a little worried about the wheel. But the heat indicators that are out there, especially you know the Alcoa wheels heat indicator, is a little different than that. When we were designing the the heat indicator. It was a function of both time and temperature. So you could have, you know, like a, temp- a very high temperature and it would turn that heat indicator black almost immediately. Or you could have a relatively low temperature over a long time and you would start seeing that heat indicator turn black. And that's what causes a lot of questions out in the field where customers will We'll see a, a heat indicator on their wheel, and it's it's turned black. They check the wheel. They make sure it's okay, and it is. And we'll talk about how that happens in a minute. You know, they ask us, well, what to do with that? If they have a, a darkened heat indicator, but the wheel is still good. What, what do you tell them there, Dave? In the Alcoa service manual, and we've also written an RP at TMC about it, is there's different types of measurements that you can do. In our service manual states, there's the best, you know, there's better, better, best. This is the supreme. So you have nothing else you can do. If you have a flat surface and you can roll the wheel, if the wheel starts to turn and it's always going to turn to the open end, then you know you have an issue. And we always tell somebody it should be about eight feet, but it has to be a flat surface. If you don't have a flat surface, the next best method is simply a carpenter square. They're very cheap. You can get them at any hardware store. And if the carpenter square goes up and over the wheel, you can put that on the face of the wheel and basically make sure that you cannot fit 30 thousandths in between the open end and the carpenter square. And 30 thousandths is about a thickness of a credit card, driver's license, something like that. Some people don't have feeler gauges. So And we want you to at least check that in four spots. And so there's the next method. The best method is to buy a TRA tape. And they're basically made to, you know, measure the max, the min, and here's right in the center. And they're by far the best tools. But unfortunately, they cost some money. And if a tire dealer's running 100 and plus service trucks, they really don't want to put a hundred and some of these out in the service trucks. So they'll probably put a $7 carpenter square on every one of their trucks, but not the other one. So there's really three methods that we go to at TMC and that we publish in the Alcoa service manual. Yeah, and if you, Dave, just to if follow you, up on that with the, the service manual, obviously that's online for anybody who's listening. And in that, you'd see very clear uh, pictures of what Dave is describing, and it makes it very simple uh, how it would be applied. Also, if you are interested in the tire and rim ball tape, uh, there is an address and information where you could reach uh, the Tire and Rim Association for that equipment. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Just to recap, the very best way to measure, and the way we do it in our plants, is we use that ball tape. That is, like Dave called it earlier, that is the supreme method. That is really the way to go. That gives you real accurate information. 
Unfortunately, those ball tapes are expensive and a lot of people wouldn't be using them very often. And so the next best method is the carpenter square. And that carpenter square is like Doug mentioned, it, how to use it is in the, the service manual. There's some pictures in there. And if you don't have either one of those, then you know, just roll that wheel on a flat surface. And if it can't keep on a straight line, then, then you have a problem if it, if it goes off really quickly to the, to the open end. And all of those, basically, like the, getting back to the, the heat indicator, the heat indicator is a signal when that heat indicator turns black. It's a signal to do one of those three tests. To, to find out if you have a good wheel. If you have a good wheel, what do you do next? Dave, you want to take that one? Yeah, I mean, technically what I tell anybody, this is the way I tell anybody in the field. If you even see brown, measure the wheel. It's always about safety first. So measure it to make sure it's good. Uh, black, definitely measure it. And those are the, really the things, you know, using one of these processes to do that it's giant safety because you put a tire on a small wheel that tire is going to come off and if you're in a safety cage and following OSHA regulations okay we're okay but unfortunately we've had some in the field that people did not follow OSHA regulations the tire comes off and bad things can happen so I tell somebody it's very quick to put a carpenter square in four spots and measure around the wheel for basically safety issues. So if you see brown, measure it. You know, if so, you see any tire issues with the beads, measure it. Right. We've gotten a lot of questions coming in from customers. The heat indicators, uh, the wheel is good, but the heat indicators turn black. They want to replace the heat indicator. They want to put a new one on or the heat indicator has fallen off, or they're buying another, another supplier's uh, wheel and they would like to put a heat indicator onto that wheel so they have some sort of methodology to an indication of when to check that wheel. Any thoughts there? Yeah, that's, that becomes a, uh, a really kind of a, a legal issue. Obviously, when we put the initial heat indicator label on there, uh, the wheel has not seen any thermal events at all. And you're going to see accumulation, as you noted, of the thermal events in that sticker uh, heat indicator. So if it is removed or lost or comes to a point where it really you can't see any more change in it and the wheel is still good, they cannot be replaced uh, with uh, one from Alcoa wheels. There are some out on the market that can be used that can be put on the wheel and then the uh, current owner can continue to evaluate the thermal events that are going on in the wheel and tire itself. Um, but that's really the only, only way that that can be added. Uh, it cannot come from the, as we'll say, the OEM sticker, uh, OEM heat indicator label, because the history would be lost uh, if that's put on the wheel afterwards. And that would not be uh, appropriate from a, a, a life uh, history of the wheel. I don't know if that answers the question, Mike. Yeah. Do we have any guidance uh, if people are out there looking for heat indicator stickers in the aftermarket, Dave? Really, the biggest thing that you have to know is when you look at aftermarket heat indicators, you got to understand they come in ranges. So there's not one that comes from 200 degrees to 400 degrees. So you have to get one. They mostly come in about a 50 degree to 
60 degree brain. So if you're measuring, if the wheel's going to be damaged, you're going to need one that's probably 350 and above. Yeah, correct. Measuring one for the, you want to see if the tire reached what temperature, then you're probably going to do a 240 to 290 or, or something like that. So just understand there's different ranges. There wouldn't be any problem of running one for the tire and one for the wheel if that's what you're trying to, to look at. There's ranges. They work very well. For years, when we did heat studies with the uh, tire companies, we used them quite a bit. And that, that gives you a good max temperature range. Yeah, I guess one other thing to throw in there that we, we didn't mention, and I think most people who would buy our wheels may know this, but there are two heat indicator labels on the wheel. Uh, there's one on the open end uh, brake side, I'm sorry, tire side, um, brake side, I'm sorry, and near the, uh, the roll stamp. And then there's also one in the tire side and the tire cavity area in the drop wall of the wheel. Uh, many only see the one that is on the, the outside and they, if they lose that one, they think that that's it. Uh, but there is also a second one that is inside the tire chamber that can also be evaluated. So there are two, uh, we'll say almost redundant. They are in different areas for different reasons, but you would still have uh, the availability of both. So I'm just going to quickly recap, you know, the, again, you know, like Dave mentioned, safety first. The whole point of that heat indicator is to make sure that the wheel is safe. And it should be a signal for the maintenance organization. If, it turn, if that heat indicator turns brown, certainly if it turns black, check the wheel. If you want to get a new heat indicator, you cannot get that from from Alcoa wheels, but you can buy the aftermarket ones. Those aftermarket ones come in all sorts of different temperatures. Uh, you can get one that you, you might want to get one for the tire. That would be, you know, in the 290 range. And you might want to get one for the wheel, which would be uh, a little bit higher, 350 to 400. That sort of is a quick overview. Uh, we thought like, we get a lot of questions on heat indicators, so we thought we'd, we'd address that. For our listeners, remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And please, if you like what you hear, share it on social media. To submit, if you have any questions or comments, if you want to take a look at the episode transcripts, uh, you can visit our website, elcoawheels.com slash podcast. Really want to thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by Alcoa Wheels, the global leader in aluminum wheel innovation, manufacturing, and technology. Inventing the first forged aluminum wheel in 1948, its team of experts continue to develop the most lightweight, efficient, and high-performing commercial vehicle aluminum wheel products. Bringing you revolutionary innovations like Alcoa Durabrite wheels, Alcoa Durablack wheels, the new Alcoa wheels hubboard technology, and the lightest truck wheel on the market, Alcoa Ultra One 22.5 by 8.25 wheel. Alcoa Wheels, the global leader in aluminum wheel innovation.